1: The start of that run of big four games is upon us and a comfortable 2-0 win at Burnley on Saturday without expending too much energy is possibly the best way to start it. Two early goals settled the nerves and then City kept their opposition at arm's length for most of the remainder of the match. No stories, no scares, no problem. On to Atletico Madrid. Welcome to this week's Why Always Us. This is your Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm David Mooney. With me is Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Hello. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good. Uh, This is what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, I wish it was sunnier. But I tell you what, if if it wasn't just for the the big games, but a bit of sun as well, it's almost a bit, fortunately for me at least, pre-pandemic. You know, it feels uh, like right, yeah. big games. It like whenever I see stuff from 2019 now, I'm like, oh what a time to be alive. Like whenever I see old Instagram pictures or anything or games or whatever, <laughs> I just oh But like it reminds me and this isn't gonna go down well as a comment, but it reminds me of the build-up to the Spurs games. Which was which but then, you know, Potosino Spurs, big game, big Champions League game. And I, I just I remember enjoying that yeah. that kind of buzz around it and I've I've got the same again. Look, there's a lot of city games, there's a lot of Champions League games where you're like, Okay, yeah. Not going through the motions. Or maybe as it my function as a reporter, going through the motions a bit. But this is you know, th- these are the big ones now, and I yeah. can't
1: wait. And you know what? I've become a lot more serene since we last spoke because uh, it was really? it was largely put in this show together, um, and I think the listeners will find out as we go through it why that why that is the oh, case. Oh right, okay. Um, but I've uh, I, I've I've suddenly put, become a bit more laid back, so um, it's yeah, that's it, that's not like me, which probably means there's a scare on the horizon. No. Um, if you're not already a subscriber to the Athletic, you can read all of our articles on City as well as everything else on the site by going to theathletic.com forward slash ManCityPod. Right now, you can sign up for a special price of just £1 a month for six months. You can do that by going to theathletic.com forward slash Man City pod. Um, so, Sam, I mean, let's start with with uh, that game at Burnley, because having seen Liverpool get the job done against Watford, there was a potential banana skin here. Um, I know a lot of fans were, you know, rightly or wrongly, feeling nervous ahead of the game. Um, two early goals, very important, I think. It, it kind of uh, it, it settled the nerves and then allowed City to just kind of play the game out, didn't it?
2: it's big time absolutely big time perfect and I mean look that's it's often the way I, the, I think the thing with this game was City were creating good chances like I, maybe this was just a stupid observation it didn't mean anything but like the first time City kind of got the ball forward and put it in the box I was like oh everyone seems to be arriving in kind of a lot of space here you know you know Guardiola says he doesn't like, they don't like to be in the box they like to arrive in the box because yeah. Burnley didn't part the bus it was like oh okay you know, there, there's opportunities here. There's a bit of space in the box when that when that ball goes in. So I thought, okay, interesting. And then obviously that's kind of how the goals were scored, wasn't it? City did really well with both goals, and a lot of the moves throughout the game. Really, they just picked Burnley apart expertly, but because they were able to take those goals pretty clinically, probably more clinically than we would expect from City, rightly or wrongly, um, they were able to, to to ease off a bit. I would say, um, but yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, if City are going to do the same thing basically from kickoff against everyone, and one factor is the opponents and how they play, obviously, because we saw a difference really between Burnley and Palace. Not saying Palace kind of part of the bus, but they were just more certainly more competent. Um, and the other thing is obviously the finishing. Or if City get a penalty, or if City score from a set piece, or a great goal from outside the box, all of a sudden everything becomes easier. And I remember saying. It's the same every game, but the Southampton game, i remember saying, like, look, they could the, the approach both teams will be the same here, but City, City could win like four nil if they just take all their chances. Yeah, but if you know, if they begin to struggle and the game gets tougher, then you know it can go in a completely different way, and, and it's, it starts why... to become a
1: those the, those games become a slog, don't they, and that takes a toll. Exactly, and then that's when like City's
2: patience comes in, and that's why the games are tense because City are like, okay, well, this isn't going brilliantly, but we have to keep doing what we're doing. We can't rush because you know the more we rush, the more they'll counterattack, and all this, and all of a sudden you get like that Palace situation where you know Pep didn't make any subs, but he was thinking, well, we're not conceding many counterattacks at this point. You know, we're doing what we need to do, so I'm going to keep it as it is. Um, but obviously, when City did get the early goal, which was then early goals, perfect. Absolutely perfect. And, you know, partly because City were clinical with the finishing, partly because Burnley weren't particularly good. And then the way they managed the game from there was just expert. Absolutely yeah. brilliant.
1: It kind of reminded me of, um, I think this might have been just before you started covering City, actually, but it, it, it reminded me of uh, of when they played Palace away in 2014. Um, that day, it, the title race was still not in City's hands at that point. Um, despite games in hand, but that day Chelsea went to Anfield and won. Uh, in that, that was when Mourinho was was complaining about the schedule, and he, he he played an absolutely balmy, rotated team, and then did a job on Liverpool. And, and well, um, I certainly remember, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and won the game. And so it, it, that game then put City the title race back in City's hands. They had to go to Palace that afternoon. And it was again suddenly quite nervous ahead of the game because it was a it was a tough away game, and City scored two early goals, killed the game, and just absolutely cruised to to the win. I remember Graham Souness on the TV after that, kind of saying, uh, "If you're Man City, you should go to this game, and and you know if you're two 0 up so early, you should really you know put a show on and and show Liverpool what you're about." And I, I actually I disagreed yeah. with him because I thought they did, and I thought. In a similar way, that performance at Burnley kind of showed, well, you know, we're ready for this running now. We're, we're we're in a good position now.
2: Yeah, I mean, the funny thing with that soonest thing is now I'm thinking, no, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. But like, if he'd said that about a pet team, I'd have been like, no, it's not, I mean, it's not how it works. And also, I get the logic of why, so I'd completely disagree. I mean, back then, before my kind of, um, the way I look at the game, which is basically just trying to work out what Guardiola thinks and copy that, like but back then, <laughs> six or seven years ago, I, I might have I might have agreed. Also, because it was a completely different team. But I suppose, like, yeah, at that stage of the season, it's it's about getting the job done. I mean, yeah. it's it's an odd comment, especially because you've just seen a team not get the job done. But again, maybe I'm just being more more kind of stable in my thinking there, and just you know get the job done. Whereas you know maybe there, it, maybe there was a point to be made in you've messed up, we're going to really rub your noses in it. But I mean, ultimately, surely at this stage of the season rubbing the nose is three points. That's all you need.
1: Yeah. Um I mean certainly
2: on that day. Look, if City like this is this is why, you know, when we talked the other week and you were like and everyone is like, oh it's gonna come down to that game at the Etihad, isn't it? Obviously it's gonna be important. But no city like if City win, no City fan is gonna start thinking it's definitely over because like you just said, after Liverpool lost that, which was obviously like, oh, it goes over to City now and it's like this is a huge moment in the title race, all of a sudden City fans would have been feeling fucking hell we need to win this. This is huge. Like if City beat Liverpool next week, the next Premier League game is—is is it Brighton at home? It was going to be Wolves, wasn't it? But it's moved. Yeah, well, I, I think, think it's Brighton, Brighton at home. Yeah, and then Watford. But okay, those ones not so much. But again, it's that Wolves away game for me. You know, Wolves, all of those I mean, games are going to be like we really need to do the job here, and the job is get three points.
1: Yeah, well, I can see Wolves West Ham being uncomfortable games. Um, West
2: Ham, yeah, I think Wolves being be really rank. Although I suppose if it's the end of the season. Maybe they'll just not not be bothered if they've got nothing going for but they seem to be hitting a good run of form at the minute. Yeah. I know it doesn't always work like that, but my point of view is if you're a team that's kind of been following a process all season and it finally starts to click in March, okay, you're not gonna finish sixth, you're not gonna finish seventh, whatever. But you're starting to play well, put the hammer down and go for it. Um but I know that isn't always how it works, is it? Um but we'll, we'll see. But Wolves will be difficult, but
1: uh, let's get Liverpool out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um,
2: yeah, anyway, sorry. In terms like, of Burnley...
1: Well, th- one, yeah, thing, um, one thing I wanted to say about Burnley was um, like the performance did... I thought it did a really good job of conserving energy. Yeah,
2: I did. And I was watching it and I was convinced that that was what they were doing. Um, the amount of passes between Laporte and Ake... Like obviously, everyone listening to this podcast will, you know, have seen enough of as much of City as I have over the last few years. We all know how it how they work. But I was like, this is a lot of passes between them. And then there was a couple of times when, and it, okay, it may be just like one-off examples, but it was like Gundar when I got the ball in midfield, and it was like bouncing around a bit. But it was like, you know what? I'm just going to bang this back fifty yards to Edison. And we'll start again. It was just that. It was take no risks, keep the the tempo down. So I was I was absolutely convinced that that was the case, and I still am. Um, but I asked Guardiola, and finally I've maybe learnt my lesson. I asked in a way that I couldn't be shot down publicly, <laughs> even though what I was thinking was obviously not what I went along, well, not what we went along with. I was like, "Is it possible in a game like that after the two early goals to conserve energy a bit?" And he was like, mm, "He goes, I, he goes, a two nil, not not really, basically." He was. I told them at halftime, "We can't just pass for the sake of it. We need to keep going." Um, and he was like, "Burnley." Burnley changed their their shape or they you know they pressed a bit more at half time with um two forwards pressing the centre backs a bit more like we're used what we're used to from them and and this kind of stuff. Um and again, like who, who am I to, to disagree? But I do feel like and in my article I wrote about this, because Marty Peranel said, you know, the Bayern players almost subconsciously said would kind of go just kind of kind of, I don't know, loosen up a bit in the league games but then kill themselves in his words for the Champions League games and I look obviously it's a different team but I think like you can you can just see that happening the way city played but I, I think what they did is they found that sweet spot because they kept going for they kept going for more goals by doing the right things yeah yeah but they did it sensibly you know they they weren't going for the goals by Spamming the ball into the box and losing it and suffering counterattacks, they were just like, "Well, okay, we're going to pass this ball around at the back leisurely. We're going to conserve our energy this way." But then, you know, if if there's an opportunity to to switch the ball to the left and somebody's in loads of space, which was all the time, by the way, or play play, you know, because the 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 ranks, the mass ranks, they're not there. You know, you can play these passes if the opportunity arises. We're gonna we are going to attack, but we're not going to flog ourselves doing it. And I think that's what they did. And on another day. It could have easily been four or five nil, because they played really well in the second half. Yeah. I think in the first half they had what three shots. In the second, they must have had ten or eleven, um, and they they made they made some some good chances. Like we've said before, they had a lot of chances to create chances. Um, so I'm, I suppose you could be a bit frustrated by that, but I'll, by the end it was a bit like, "Come on, lads, are you trying to miss at this point?" But <laughs> it was you know they, they overall the overall picture was they played the game expertly, really.
1: I, I will say, uh, Jesus was unlucky. It took it took a nick yeah. on it on its way through to the post, and then the, that rebound. I mean, the, the co-commentator on the stream I was watching said uh, the rebound's possibly easy, and I'm like, mate, he's he, like, it's come back at him, and he's tried to he's taken a touch and tried to bend it. It's like it's one of those instinctive sort of things. I did I did feel for him in that instance, but oh, I know right. what you mean. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I want to kind of get into because I think it's because it was a professional performance, Sam, that it's calmed me down a lot because I want to get into a little bit of Guardiola because last week we talked quite extensively about how he's changed in management. Um, you took me off this week that he was in really good form in the embargo side yeah. of, the, of the post-match press conference from Saturday. Um, yeah. Having listened to it all, he seemed, he seemed really, really relaxed. Um, he started with uh, a joke at the expense of a friend of ours. Uh, he made a quip about playing English players uh, in... Uh, Sterling, Foden, and Grealish. In fact, this is this is what he said.
3: I work in England. I have to do this kind of things for the UK. So.
1: <laughs> so, like, like he's he's really, like he's he's sick really Atlantic press left Yeah, he's really laid back there, isn't he?
2: Yeah, like, so I was gonna I was gonna tweet afterwards like on Saturday evening. I was like, oh, Pep was really good in that um, embargo press conference. Like, talk talk about this, talk about that. I was joking. You should check it out. And I was like, what a shit tweet that would be. Yeah. like especially considering what I said last week about how I used to be able to put the the press conference stuff or the best bits on my Twitter account, and now you know I can't do that. And there's certain stuff that doesn't get, you know, you can't really aggregate a joke. Although I'm sure now I've suggested it, people <laughs> will find a way, and I think they probably should. I think they, I think, I think that, you know, there's definitely an opportunity for that, and people would like to see it. So I guarantee that will happen within the next ten days. Um, but yeah, so he did. He he was in. Yeah, he he was in a, a good mood. He did he did take the piss a bit out of a friend at the start. I won't I won't I won't I won't say I won't I won't say who it was. Uh, no, I I, I, could, I, I, thought- I couldn't I couldn't wipe the smile off my face for the next 10-15 like, <laughs> minutes because I was just like this is gonna like this is gonna be brought up for ages. But to be fair to him, or not, he's managed it very well. The subject of this joke, he <laughs> he, he's we've talked about it, but he didn't mention it straight away. And I think it's one of those where it's like if you just kind of just style it out it won't be remembered. However, I mean, it will be, it will be remembered. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, he was messing around and then when he said it, he, he turned over and looked at me and he might have looked at um, um, another another colleague as well. So he obviously knows we kind of you know, all sit together at press conferences and stuff. And then, yeah, so when he said that thing about England, because I think the second question would have been, oh, you know, you had Foden, Sterling and Grealish up front, which was interesting because Foden was quiet because, you know, it's false nine, basically. Yeah we've been through this and Grealish was quiet because I don't know, like (laughs) the amount of space that there was on the, on the left, especially at the start of the second half. then he actually did better when he went to false nine, actually Grealish. But yeah, I mean, those three on paper are are amazing front three. Um, Not particularly on Saturday, obviously Sterling did well. Um, So yeah, then Pep was like, Oh yeah, I do this for the UK, but everything he said was either funny or like incredibly insightful or just interesting. And like it went on for ages, the embargoed bit because so I thought the open bit was like two or three questions, and I was going to ask him. A, he said something about Foden. Maybe like it's you know it's difficult in that role, which again is you know cheers for that. When I asked you the other week, and he said no chance. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, look, he's still learning though, isn't he? He's still developing. And I just thought this is dragging on a bit. I won't I won't bother. But it, it went on for ages. People kept asking questions, and and he was just really good with all of them.
1: Yeah, it felt in a weird way, it felt like a real reflection of how the team had played because they seemed quite relaxed as well. I remember thinking like 10 yeah. minutes into the game, I think they must have gone one up before then anyway, so they like they'd, they'd got themselves in front, but I remember thinking they're knocking it around quite confidently. They 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 don't look like a team that's about to go into a, a real high pressure week.
2: Yeah, um I, I, things, I,
1: I, yeah. I, well, I think it comes down from the top, doesn't it? It comes down from Guardiola and, and his. Yeah, no, absolutely. And how he is.
2: Absolutely. Um, so there's a couple of things. One is, you know, Pep said, he, he goes, look, um, he goes, I was more worried about the Burnley game than the Liverpool game because at home next week in front of our fans, you know, the fans will be ready, the players will be ready. You know, he, he doesn't need to worry about motivation or whatever or taking their eye off the ball or being a banana skin, you know, because it's Liverpool. You've got to be up for it. And if you lose, you lose because they're good. But he didn't want to come to Burnley after the international break, one training session. You know, maybe the players got their eye on a different game. So the fact that they were so in control, I would say, um, is a a really good sign. You know, if even Guardiola was thinking, oh, I'm not sure about today. And then, yeah, they breeze through it like that, then great. I suppose the other thing is, yes, he looks incredibly relaxed. The players do. But, I mean, we're we're recording this at 10-ish on Monday morning. After we've done this, I'm going to go to his press conference against Atletico Madrid and you know maybe it's completely different uh or even if it's the same because we talked last week on that podcast about how he's kind of changed over the years and he's a bit more say la vie really yeah about things these days you know we just you just live with it you know okay a, a defeat will hurt him for a while and sometimes for for ages but you know it's football it is what it is he knows that now as and he did anyway but he, he's really at peace with it now um so he might be still really calm about it and you know the players maybe as well but Atletico Madrid if you know they they force a mistake in the first 5 minutes and they score we won't be saying they were they were nerveless and they were ready for it and whatever even if you know even if they were you know mis- mistakes happen for for whatever reason um I, I remember thinking back to that game when city had to turn it around against Liverpool and they forced van dijk into it was a straight pass wasn't it it was straight yeah. out to Jesus or sterling
1: one of these. I think it was sterling cuz Jesus scored and Jesus scored yeah, yeah.
2: um and like it, that 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 can happen um so I don't want to start saying, oh, well, you know, he's relaxed, so therefore City going into this run of this, this and this. I th- well, I think we can see that they're in a good place and it's just you do the right things now, like they did against Burnley, but the right things against Burnley will be different to the right things against Atletico Madrid. Because if they pay at that tempo against Atletico Madrid, then, you know, it's not going to go well. Yeah. But they can do the right things at the right tempo that they kind of, yeah, they seem... The players on the pitch and Guardiola in the press conference, they do seem kind of in in control at the moment, for sure. Um, But obviously, how that impacts on on the performances or not is almost impossible to say.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to com slash courtside to learn more.
1: I want to bring this up as well because um, when asked about uh, Gunderwin's form in that press conference, he couldn't really – he started by talking about Gunderwin, but he couldn't really help himself but, but kind of meander away from, from him and just talk about the whole team and how the whole team's playing. Um, this is what he said.
3: I want the rhythm. No, no, this is not a problem. The problem is have the the the, the, the – the Ilka in the beginning of the season I like, was not in the top form. his weight was not perfect and was not but now he's back now of course Ilkay... is not necessary to tell you how important it is for us for me personally And the in the other side he has to compete with Kevin and Bernardo and Kevin and Bernardo, but especially Bernardo <laughs> all the season was the best Bernardo we met uh, two seasons or three seasons ago, and Kevin a part of the some little injuries, Arrive in the last part of the season also in a good moment so and that's what you have to, to try to do so but even Gabriel, Gabriel last game against, against uh, Southampton, make an assist in, 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 and get the penalty that they help us to to score the second goal. His influence in the team always it doesn't matter play, today arrive and look you see, have three shoots and target and keep the ball and, and do it uh, an incredible that is what we need so the place has to be ready now it's time to, don't, to look forward, to see as a team what we can do. And sometimes players 10 minutes can give us a title. can give us Today, Nathan Aken made the same action have done in Arsenal away, when the goal is scored. And because in Travel always ready, he's ready defensively. And in this action help us to win in London against Arsenal and be now on top of the league. So, and, and Nathan didn't play much this season, but always is ready. And in this part of the season, that would be the the decisive moment.
1: There we have it. Um, that the 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 ending to that answer, Sam, reminded me. Do you remember the Liverpool game in in twenty nineteen in the January? Um, yeah. Do you know who played right back for City that day? Danilo. It was yeah, and that's. Well, I, that,
2: I, I did a Premier League thing the other day, and they showed like a ten minute highlights package of the game. Ah, there we go, yeah. And they, um, and they were like, "Who's that?" And I was like,
1: uh, "Danilo." Yeah, it, that, that, that was in the old surprise. Kyle
2: Walker winter dip in form, wasn't it? Yeah, but he had a couple of seasons in a row.
1: And it it took me by surprise because um, my question for kind of like in reaction to that was was going to be along the lines of well last week we said that you know in this run in he can't pick the eleven that we want him to pick every week and there's going to be you know people here and there who are not happy with selections for various games Um, Mm. but it's it's kind of a lesson isn't it in basically Guardiola knows who's in as he'd say a good moment right now and like you you talk about Ake and the, the. Okay it was offside in the end but it was another it was another moment where like if that wasn't offside and Aké doesn't make that action and the, and the ball gets into the net then suddenly that the end to that game they can't conserve the energy that they that they were able to
2: Yeah exactly he talks about him being just always ready, and I suppose those are really obvious examples of that. That anticipation, although it was hilariously offside, wasn't it? it was. I, I'm almost annoyed with Ake for wasting his energy. You could say you could have pulled <laughs> hamstring doing that. Like he was obviously offside. What are you doing? Uh, but no, obviously you played to the whistle. God, that was Lampardy, wasn't it for me?
1: That was a bit. Um,
2: yeah, it was. That was a, that was a good Lampard. Um, but no, in all seriousness, Adam Hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he won't. He won't be listening to this. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, so Guardiola kind of bringing it back to everybody else is is kind of typical. It's interesting about Gundogan though, because you know at the start he was like, no, it's not a problem. People might listen and think, what's all that about? But the question was, you know, is he Gundogan's playing really well? Is that giving you like a, a selection problem? And obviously he was he was about to start his answer on Gundogan, and then he realised what had been said. He was like, no, no, it's not a problem. And he was like, but what's what's a problem was earlier in the season when he was because his weight wasn't right and it wasn't the you know it wasn't the best ill card, which is interesting. You don't you wouldn't really expect that. Um, again I suppose that goes to show either one our ideas of what footballers are like aren't always accurate or two if it is accurate in this case and Gundogan is the ultimate professional that even you know even players like him can have s- certain problems that you know may- maybe it's once you get over 30 maybe it's after international tournaments whatever it may be um, you know these 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 things can be factors um, and yeah to go in to go back to what you were saying about picking the 11 and him knowing who's in a good moment um have you got the mares clip or should i just talk about it
1: uh he does mention mares in some of the clips that i've got later on but i've I can't yeah be so I'm, with you. the I'm way, to, the way in, i've oh, labeled them up i can't tell you which one it's going to be so it's yeah, a surprise well, for me th- so
2: the interesting thing and this is and this is why i'm always saying look i think this even if it's an whether it's an opinion or whether it's information more so within an opinion i suppose but i'm like look I'm, I'm open to the fact that this is wrong i'm open to the fact that if guardiola was here he'd say no and most likely, even you know, even if he was being completely genuine rather than the kind of press conference I'm gonna disagree and then maybe agree at the end, which he does with basically everybody, or you know, a lot of the people who go often to press conferences in Manchester. Um so I was so I tweeted about it, and if you think about that Southampton game, Mares, Bernardo, Foden on the bench against Burnley, Bernardo and Mares on the bench. Foden played and he was the first one off. So you think and obviously, I've I've got in my head now that they're gonna, they you know they're gonna have to rotate the team. They're gonna have to conserve energy. They're gonna have to um, be strict on the minutes. And again, in the article I did from the Burnley game, I went back to that Marty Perrenel book, just with evidence of how Guardiola works. It's not just me saying it. You no, know, he was like, he wanted to rotate the forwards. I think he said Douglas Costa, Thomas Muller, Robert Lewandowski. He said out of nine hundred minutes, they played this, this, and this. And, you know, they, they didn't play at least 200 of those minutes because he was trying to rest them and, and give them a bit of energy. So it's fair to say that, you know, that is or has been an approach. So he is going to be resting those players. And I tweeted, you know, it's fairly obvious to me, it seems. Maybe I didn't even put to me, but I th- it's fairly obvious that he's rotating and and keeping these players fresh. And, you know, I'm thinking they'll probably play against Atletico, although Sterling did well and, you know, maybe he plays on the right, but we'll see. But the the thing is and why i'm always open to the fact that i am wrong despite the kind of energy i invest in this and being right and speaking to enough people to be right is when pep was talking about i don't even think he was asked about he wouldn't have been asked about mares it would have been something else yeah there were no questions about
1: mares he he, he, no no, he he mentions this twice in in upcoming clips as well
2: so so he he said i think he was just talking about how football's mad. And he was talking about Algeria, and you know they were ahead. They they won the first leg of their playoff against Cameroon, and you know they had, 180 minutes of football, and then in the 124th minute, which doesn't work, but this is how he said it, 124th minute of the second leg, which was you know the last last minutes of extra time, Cameroon scored, and they went to the World Cup, and Algeria didn't. So he mentioned that, and then he was like, and that you go, Maris is a bit sad. He goes, Riyad, he, he's he's been a bit down. You know he's not in the, in he's not he's not got a great mood. And then he said later, he, if Mar- he goes, if Algeria had have gone to the World Cup, I would have, I guess maybe I would have picked Mahrez today. So it goes to show that obviously from the outside, we're looking and thinking, oh, it must be this or it must be that, or why doesn't he do this? Or, you know, whether it's subs or whether it's transfers or whether it's starting lineup, why doesn't he do this? Should he do that? Blah, 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 blah. Like we, it, it's so difficult to just sit here on the outside and say, this should happen, that should happen because there's a million different things that can affect how a squad is run. That's in the Marty Perrano book as well. That's in my article as well because, you know, Guardiola, on the one hand, he's managed in the minutes but there's so many other things and isn't that a great example? Mares may have played against Burnley but he was a bit upset after his country didn't go to the World Cup. Like, would we have ever, ever, when that lineup was announced, would we have ever gone, oh, you know what, Mares is probably a bit upset so fair enough. Yeah. Never. Never. And this is why I'm always like, look, whether it's fans on the outside commenting, whether it's me, whether it's stuff in the media about, oh, they should do this, or they should do that. It's like, look, we've no idea. Like we try really hard. Certainly I do. It's my job. You know, we try really hard to have an idea. But there's so much, there's so much that goes on in terms of like, whether it's incident or, you know, transfers or conversations or whatever, that, you know, we're never going to get. Or there's just, just the way Pep thinks.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's fascinating. Let's have a listen to this because this is uh, what he said when he was asked about the mood in the dressing room uh, ahead of uh, basically this run of, uh, of games to come.
3: What I'm saying, they they feel it, they feel it too. They know how hard they fought and how opening, how tough is the opening, how difficult is the Champions League, how difficult is the fair Cup, and they feel it. Yeah, of course they feel it, but Liverpool feel it too, so they know it. Because I said the same, so we are now at one point, but the way we play in Crystal Palace in Southampton, in Premier League, we should be in better position uh, because we play awesome. We play much, much worse in FA Cup against Southampton in the Premier League, in 1-1-1, at the 1-4. And tell me the reason why. It's football. This is an expression I love, I use a lot, this is football. You know? Where we are now, like, I am so concerned because he's a little bit sad, he's not in Algeria for the national team in the World Cup, and... Uh, and I said, score scored 180 minutes to go to the World Cup, and 124, you can see the whole Cameroon is out for the, for the World Cup. You can find explanation, it's football. There's emotions, there's many, many things that uh, you are not time out. the national team manager Algeria, 180 minutes, time out, out, like a basketball, or like a tennis, after two services you sit down, you can reflect, okay, we're going to, this not happen. Tell me, it's football. It's football. How many times you play better, you lose. But what I said, and I'm proud the most, and I insist to do this, after six seasons, five seasons, winning, 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 Mm. still we are there. And the last stage of the season, fighting for the titles. And that means we are a big club. There's a lot of money, I know that. But not just that. Otherwise, you are not five seasons in every single three days being there, fighting for the titles. Now, the players know it, know it. I said many times, you lose, you lose the competition. So and they know it and they train like this and of course they feel it. But I think I'm not there, but I think our opponents they feel it too.
1: There's so there's the um the Riyadh stuff, but also um again another joke yeah, in there. So another much. joke in there, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, just firing them off, isn't it? Yeah. I think a part of that look, most of it is his team played well in a game he was worried about and Maybe even Pep. Now, I mean, look. Probably by the time he was home on on Saturday night, it was probably deep into Atletico analysis, wasn't he? Most likely. But if he if he was just at home, um, drinking wine with friends, having a nice meal, wouldn't surprise me. You know, just at, at this point, just be a bit more relaxed with it, and you know, enjoy the moment. Maybe, yeah. and we'll we'll get to that later on because there's another clip that goes with that. So yeah, very relaxed. But also, when we started having press conferences in person, there was a noticeable difference in like November because it's on Zoom. It was just kind of they were just, they were just shit. I, I I didn't like doing them. It it seemed like Guardiola didn't like doing them. Um, you know, just just it's just a mess, a bit of a hassle. The the answers were okay, not not particularly good often. Um, but then when he started coming back in the room, it's just better to be around people again. And I'm not saying he was delighted to see a room full of journalists, but I suppose he's got to do it. So it might as well be in person as opposed to in Zoom. Yeah. Um. And it's it's a it's a tight little press box at Burnley, and maybe this is just how I felt about it. But I felt like oh, this is really good. I was sat at the side, like four or five yards away from him. I was like, "This, this is great." But obviously, he put on a bit of a performance, and I think he was, yeah, just obviously in a good mood about the game and how it went. Um, but I just maybe just to be back around people again and that kind of contact, even though it was just journalists asking him stupid questions like myself. I think he enjoyed that. Yeah, it was um, that,
1: that was his answer that that gave me this kind of say la vie attitude for for this yeah, week. It was when yeah. I was listening to that I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Whatever happens happens now. Sit here in the It mix. would have worked
2: perfectly that clip on what we were talking about last week, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, because whatever happens happens now. And yeah, I might not be relaxed during the games, but there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can control about it. It might not go how I want it to go, but as I mean as he said, that's football.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When he said he goes. This is football. He goes. There's there's a phrase. He goes. It's a phrase I use a lot. I was like, oh, what's he gonna say here? And he's like, oh, this is football. I was like, okay, it's not really it's not really back page stuff, is it? You know? I, I was hoping it. I was hoping it was gonna be something. I don't know. Maybe maybe Spanish and interesting. That you know, I could probably get an article out of or something. But he's right. Like there is there is no other way of 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 putting it really. And that's just, you know that's why when you know if they have a defeat or something, um, or you know the 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 draw against Palace, for example and we're sitting there going what about this what about that it's just you know it's football isn't it what can yeah. what can you do what
1: i thought it was interesting do? that he he was unprompted to say liverpool feel it too um
2: uh i th- i think that was just honesty of the situation yeah because there's certain well there's a lot of answers you know that that managers in general say kind of earnestly and honestly and straight straight down the line and it can be it can be written or even just interpreted in a, in a slightly different way, and it was similar at the weekend. He talked um, before the before the game. He met, he, was, he asked about Ten Hag, and he was like, "Yeah, great. He goes really like, great bloke. Um, gave him a lot of praise." And he was like, "Do you think he'd be good fit for United?" He was like, oh, "I don't know." Like the other coaches they've had have been excellent, and it's not gone well for them, so I don't know. And I think that was just a kind of straight down the line, honest kind of opinion. Yeah, you, you can't say fairer than that, can you? like is Van Halen, oh, obviously Moyes is doing it well again now Van Halen Moyes, Mourinho like, they disasters or is it the, the club you know I'm sure a lot of people City fans would be happy to say it's the club so he was saying that and then he was like is, would he be good enough to would Ten Hag be good enough to manage here he was like yeah yeah yeah. why not because you know he's not going to I don't think he's going to say no about that because obviously he does rate him and he, and he knows it and it's like you could you could write that in a certain way you could say like, oh you know Guardiola says, "Manager is not the problem of Man United or whatever." Or you could even read it if it's been aggregated. and There's no other context or whatever. Or you've not seen the words delivered. You think, oh, that's a bit strange." But it was just a straight down the line comment. This is the situation. These are facts, really. And I think I, I, I interpreted those comments about the pressure because you know he was like, "They feel it as well," because he knows. You know, he knows the 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 pressure is the situation. The pressure is we need to win all of these games. Doesn't matter what Liverpool do. We need to win all of these games, and that is what we need to do going into every game. And he's like, the players feel that as well. But he's right. Like Liverpool do, Liverpool will. Like, there's probably a bit more from Liverpool because definitely, if they drop points, then they probably are fucked because they're even further behind. They're, they're, you know, they're already behind. It's not. I'm not saying they're in a bad position because look, it's in their hands as well. If they win next week, they're in a great position. But they will definitely feel that pressure of well, we need to win this game. Because of course they do. Like That is a fact. That is the fact of the matter. Um, and it was great that he talked a lot about that kind of pressure. We did in the first bit of the press conference and he did again, obviously, in that clip there and in, and in others. And this whole thing about, oh, Liverpool the top now. I Look, it's a big thing in the media. It's a big... I know fans, you know, you said earlier on, nervous about Burnley. Fans are nervous about every game, especially now. Yeah. Like on the way down to Palace and afterwards... Uh, traveling with someone and they were like, Oh, well, you know, the fans were really nervous before and you could tell. I was like, Yeah, but they're nervous about everything, mate. Just look at Twitter. <laughs> look at every game. And he was like, no, it's different today. I was like fine, maybe maybe he's right. I, I wasn't I wasn't on Twitter quite so much at that point. Um even now to be fair. But I was like it's all all the time. You can't take Twitter as a gauge, because everyone's nervous about every game. Like look, I guarantee you, if if you get through these next few games and they got Brighton home go, oh wow, well, Brighton haven't won in a while you know they you know, you know they'd be desperate for it They might be in a relegation battle you know they got a point to pr- people are nervous about everything we talk about the pressure of oh liverpool went top for, almost irre- almost completely irrelevant the only thing is there that obviously liverpool haven't lost a game so city's the pressure on city is the same but the pressure on city is the pressure that they know it doesn't matter if liverpool go top or not like it's just so overblown and like you look you can look stupid you can you can start going and this is the funny thing like Klopp wasn't even in his press conference. I think he was just arriving for his press conference and City had scored. I think he said he
1: he said something like uh City have ruined your first ruin question. question for yeah.
2: It. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. I mean look, it, it this this is the thing about it. Like what are those match reports going to have said anyway? Because you can't say oh, the, the pressure was on City. You like if you were going to if you were going to write about the title race, you'd have to wait until the City game had gone. And what way, what kind of way to analyze a match is that? I suppose you're analyzing the the title race rather than the match. But it's like you're just putting preconceived ideas. Like, you're projecting them onto something that the you know it's not relevant. I don't I don't think fit. it's relevant. Yeah. And like and I mean I suppose may, maybe maybe I'm wrong to say this, but the fact that City made it look so easy and they look so calm and relaxed is did they was there pressure that Liverpool went top for like? Eighteen minutes? No, what the fuck? Uh, I don't, I don't buy it at all. And look, at the end of the season, there is going to be pressure. There is going, to, you know, it's going to be ranked up. Us uh, on the outside, fans, media. Oh, like Liverpool will be playing first. Oh, yeah, they go top, or you know, they close the gap, or whatever it is, or they extend their lead, whatever it may be. City got to do this. They know they have got to do this. They've done it before. Like two years ago, it was basically the same players. They've done it before. They know what they need to do. Guardiola tells them every day. He says they feel it every day. Liverpool needs to do it as well. Like it's just a completely kind of media and fan constructed idea of what type of pressure it is. I just. Like there is pressure, but it's not that. Yeah. It's not, oh, the other team's done this. And yeah, okay. There, there will be games when it's like you're watching maybe in the hotel, and oh Liverpool has scored in the last minute. You think, oh, for fuck's sake. But the pressure's the same. The pressure's the same. Yeah. And look, I suppose the, the the flip side of that coin is okay, Liverpool play before City in some game in three or four weeks or whatever and they lose and City players are like, yeah, brilliant. All right, is the pressure off then? And they go and lose and City lose as well and then they're in the same situation. Like The pressure's still on. You the need pressure, to go and win.
1: Yeah, the pressure is always on. Depending the pressure's on. on. You need yeah. to go and
2: win then. Arguably, the pressure's on more. Maybe you start thinking, oh shit, we really need to win this game. We can't let this opportunity slip. That The pressure is just to win. The pressure is to do your own job. Um, uh, I just, I just think the rest, the rest of it. Maybe this is just me being awkward, but I'll, the rest of it, I, I don't really, I don't really buy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to
0: go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Let's have a look towards uh, Atletico, Sam, uh, because Guardiola was asked at the end of that press conference if it would be a tough tactical battle. Obviously, he'll talk more about it after this podcast has gone out. Um, But this is what he said.
3: He's a master for the Naukat stages. There are many, many games during the game, and he handled perfectly these different types of of games. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow we start to talk about them. I was a little bit concerned about this game. Honestly, i respect more than Liverpool game, understand me what I want to say, so I know against Liverpool, our people, the players I would be, but he international break, come back, just one training session together, Riyad is sad after what happened, Riyad maybe he was qualified, today we'll have play, and Bernardo and I don't know, Kevin 10 days off, you never know how we are going to, you know, to really... And and that's why I'm more than pleased for the victory today and continue continue the fight against against Liverpool.
1: That's almost the uh, the clip to say uh, that everything you said was true, Sam. <laughs> it's uh, almost uh, a- almost proof that uh, that that you were there and that uh, everything that we said because we've we've talked about pretty much everything in that clip, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. just not played it yet. Good um, good
2: memory, if nothing yeah. else.
1: It's it's interesting that I mean he was asked specifically about the challenges that Atletico would would face, and he started off by saying about how it would be uh, how Simeone was a, a master in um, in these sorts of knockout games, but then that that answer very very quickly kind of reverted back round to what had just happened against Burnley in the title race with Liverpool. It, it, it kind of to me it makes me wonder if if he's if it shows how much he's thinking about each game individually, and he just hadn't started thinking about Atletico yet.
2: Yeah, probably. You know, he said Monday we'll look. Obviously, in terms of the players, definitely. Um, and I, 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 think again, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, I've said earlier how difficult it is to assume anything, um, even even based on you know reliable accounts, whether it's my people I speak to or you know the books that have come out. The the books on Guardiola have been excellent. You no, know, we're so lucky to have them. Um, but you know, it's difficult to assume anything really, just despite all that. But I think, yeah, there's no point in him looking at Atletico Madrid on Friday when he knows that Burnley's big. And he said there, didn't he, you know,
1: yeah.
2: more worried about Burnley. So completely genuine. Um, you know, obviously they would have had analysts looking at Atletico Madrid ready. And, you know, I'm sure as soon as he was ready for it, whether it was on the, um, the coach home from Burnley or Sunday morning or whatever, he'd have been like, right, show me. And he'd be like, right, okay, let, let's do it. It's not a lot of time to prepare, is it? But, I mean, if anyone can, it's them. And they've done it plenty of times before. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is it is the next game. And this goes back to the pressure thing. Like, Okay, they they will kind of have an eye on those games. They'll know they're there. And, you know, they'll know they're there in the sense that they're not stupid. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to play the second half of full power against Burnley. Because they know that, you know, it makes sense to conserve energy. Whether they've been told to or not, it makes sense to and you know that's why they did it so well and that, that's why their performance was so impressive especially under the supposed pressure from Manfield yeah um yeah. which again you know is the same for both teams um that yeah it's just they did they did they did that so well um knowing that that's the most important game but there are huge games coming up and this is this is why it's so fascinating and it has to be one game at a time. And, you know, and on the outside, when a player says that, we roll our eyes and be like, yeah, come on. But, and okay, yeah, they do, they do know the other game's big, but the focus is the next game. Otherwise, City wouldn't even be in this position. If they started looking at games further down the line, they wouldn't be top. You know, they, they wouldn't, they might not be in the Champions League anymore if they started yeah. taking games for granted. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like, it re- it, re- it, really is that simple sometimes. Um, but I think we, we look for things that are a bit more, um, I don't know, a bit more interested maybe, and oh yeah, but come on, what do you really think? And there is there there is obviously an element of that, but I do think when it comes to matches, like there's only like there, never mind is it on a team level, but on a on a player level, like the sports psychology they get. I saw I saw something recently. Don't focus on doing your best performance. Focus on doing your best performance possible, because then you can a- acknowledge that if something's not right on that day, whether it's external or, or internal factors, you you got a healthy mindset. Yeah. And it's not like when you go to take a penalty it's not oh I'm, I, I need to be relaxed. You know, you, I would I would imagine if I was if I was coaching a team of kids or whatever I'd be like oh you know you need to be relaxed. And then the the, the players would go, up go oh I need to be relaxed. And if they're nervous already and they're telling themselves they need to be relaxed they're not relaxed. You know, you, you you need to go through your processes. You need to be as a professional footballer in your 20s playing for Man City, you will have gone through the right processes all your life. And you know, there's there's normally the, you know as boring as I'm focusing on the next game. I'm focusing on what I can control, and you know we're going. Oh, does it? You know, does it add extra pressure that Liverpool have done this? Well, no. You can't control that. Yeah, you can't control that. You can only you can only do like Nadem rang me about ten minutes before kickoff at Burnley, and we'll we'll, we'll have him on next week because we'll, we'll talk about title races and whether they're fun. That's what he rang me about. But I was talking to him about the pressure thing that like I said that all the talk about Liverpool going top just annoyed me because I just think it's irrelevant to the players. And he was like, yeah, because what have you got to do then? You got you just got to hope. That Liverpool drop points. So, what kind of situation is that to be in when you're hoping? So, just just focus on what you can do. You know, you're qualified to do it. You're a top level footballer. Yeah. Just, you know, to focus on that. So, I know it was a long answer, but but there we go. Also, have you noticed these vibrations? You know, the the notifications on somebody's phone when they, yeah you know, they're oh, when
1: when they're on the desk. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you want to know which decade that was?
1: Oh, it wasn't, was it? Well, obviously, it was me. So I had a
2: So this is this 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 is probably goes to show. You know, been out of practice for two years, not in press conferences. So I was like, all oh, right, he's here now. Wasn't expecting that. I was writing. So I was like, right, what's the the shortcut to open the voice memos app? Right, pressed it. Okay, done. Um, where, where's flight mode? Right, flight mode. Put it down. As he's speaking, I was like, there's some vibrations there. So it sounds like my phone, but you know, a vibration noise is a vibration noise. So it could be anyone. Looked at the end. I was like, right. So when you put it on flight mode, the, the Wi Fi stays on, doesn't it? So I was still getting messages. Looked at the recordings the button i pressed just opened up the app didn't get recorded so i didn't record it either i was like that is that is a show i mean look obviously there was enough people in there who did so i I was able to get it but i was like what a fucking idiot but i didn't didn't press it and like imagine i was getting loads of messages as well like if that was like a group chat buzzing like my mates would have been watching united and like if if leicester had scored after like five minutes or something like my phone would have been going mad all my friends would have been going, oh, you know how to shit or whatever. Like it would have been, it, <laughs> I would have had to say, look, is that mine? Sorry, okay, I'll, I'll turn it off. Like what? What an embarrassment!
1: I, I'm honestly from from somebody who has been doing a podcast with me for so long as well, Sam. The 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 talk of quality audio, and here you are ruining right rough shot over the uh, over over the quality right. feed. That I we... went out
2: of my way to get you the best quality audio. I know, audio as well. I, didn't I know, I can, I know. I can I can't still in it. there.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, let's finish with uh, a quick thought on uh, Atletico, Sam, because it's easy for thoughts to drift uh, to that meeting between Guardiola and Simeone in 2016. Um, okay, Bayern, yeah, Bayern lost that on away goals; it finished two all. And um, I'm, I'm wondering because obviously the way he talked at the start of that clip about um, Simeone being a master in kind of knockout phases and uh, and kind of having to play games within games. Um, I'm wondering if actually there'll be there'll be opportunities for City to not go flat out against Atletico in, in, in over these two legs, because there'll be points in the game where the game hits a bit of a lull, and they can get the foot on the ball and kind of take a little bit of a kind of a, kind of manage the game, get a, get a little bit of a break in the legs at that point.
2: Oh yeah, tricky because obviously I said this before, um, but obviously the the, the focus is going to be do what you need to do so I think we talked before about the best case scenario would be you know City win 3-4-0 and then all of a sudden you can you know you can rest players in Madrid so you can maybe go a bit harder against Liverpool and then you can maybe go a bit harder against Liverpool in the FA Cup as well that'd be, that'd be perfect but they're not going to race out of the blocks to do that they'll try and do everything right and they're going to do what the situation demands and it brings us back to what I said about the start if they score early great you know maybe the goal's come a bit easier if Atletico open up and try and try and score themselves and you know maybe City are clinical and they're throwing it up at half time or maybe they're not and it's a difficult game and maybe Atletico score from a header from a corner after 15 minutes and it's a really difficult game like we we, we don't know how it's going to go so in terms of that management of it um, it's just go out and do your game if you concede after 10 minutes keep doing the same thing if yeah. you after ten, unless they've you know unless they're playing like shit obviously and they need to change but if they you know they they catch a goal against a runner player whatever keep doing the same thing if you go one and up after 10 minutes keep doing the same thing and in terms of conserving the energy i suppose it depends on how the game's going and it depends on the atletico madrid because the way not the game the closer the game's getting now the more we're talking like it's the atletico madrid peak atletico when it isn't really is it this season but if i had to guess and I've, I've said this when they played United, I've said this when they played Liverpool last season, And I, I think, was it last season? I know they'd played them in the pandemic year. Yeah, Maybe it was, it was 19 it was well. nineteen
1: twenty, I think.
2: Okay, but I was, and there was, a, I don't know, whenever it is when they played a team and there's been a bit of talk of, oh, they're not quite as good this year. I was like, I'll tell you what though, the way that team is set up for the kind of big pressure games, even if they were 20th in La Liga, I, I still think it'll be the big game Atletico that we see I'm not expecting it to be easy maybe it will be maybe City will tear them apart maybe that's because they're clinical maybe it's because Atletico would the rubbish I don't know but in terms of that conserving energy I suppose we'll, we'll find out you know if it's after half an hour and it's like oh this is this is going much better than expected they will know to do that but I don't think from the outset it will be conserve energy where you can. I think it will be get the job done. And I think like I say get you do the right things and I think the right thing will be playing at a high tempo. It'll be keeping the pressure on them. Circulate the ball quickly in their half. You know, don't pass it around the back like they did against against Burnley. You know, try to try to move it quickly enough to find those spaces. If it, you know if if a if a route opens up to get it into the number eight's feet so he can turn, do that, you know, play with that kind of intensity. And if that means you do it for 90 minutes, you do it for 90 minutes. Yeah. But if they're 2 0 up after 20, again, like they did work at the weekend, then, you know, there's an opportunity there to let's just kill this game 2 nils, 2 nils, fine, and we'll go looking for goals in the second half, which is basically what they did against Burnley. But it will be, you know, the, I think the starting intensity probably be higher that'll be my guess
1: yeah well i mean we can also bullshit around the other way and say because uh, you can spin it however you like can't you because if they if they end up playing a really high intense game that they win and they they play intense for for 90 minutes you go well that's momentum they can take into the liverpool game so if if, like really it's we are again doing that thing where we're speculating and and guardiola might sit down and go you know what are you talking about lads so yeah uh, well
2: i suppose the other thing as well in terms of rotation you know, I've, I've talked about it a lot. When the you know the draw was made for Liverpool game, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Did that live show with Nadem as well, where we talked about it. But it, and I was going to mention it more in my article at the weekend, but they didn't do a lot. Obviously, in the forward line, they did, and now we know Mahrez, the reason for Maris. But I suppose up front, they've got a lot of options. And Bernardo, I think, fairly obvious with Bernardo, they might ask him to play in all four games, maybe, yeah, or three, and see how it goes, or certainly the first two, and see how it goes. Um. But there wasn't a lot else. Like, you can tell Guardiola was worried about that game because you, you could look at it and lazily you could say, Oh, want well, Ake played. But Ake played because Stones wasn't fully fit. Um, and, you know, maybe he won't be for Atletico. Well, you know, I'm sure by the time people have heard this, we'll, we'll know. But Guardiola was saying, you know, there's no real guarantee. So Ake played because Stones wasn't fit. So it wasn't changing. You know, I think at 3 nil, he might have brought Fernandinho on for Rodri, but he wouldn't want to risk it at two. Um, and he certainly wouldn't have wanted to risk it from the start. So the interesting thing about this rotation, and I've said this before, is last season, um, Rodri and Fernandinho were more interchangeable at the end. But Zinchenko and Cancelo was fairly interchangeable all the way through. And there was there was more changes they, they made. And basically, they had a kind of wholesale different team or like four or five different players. But now, there's not a lot they can do to change it. You know, you can bring Bernardo out like they've done. And they can change the front line around a bit because they've got a few options there. But there's not an awful lot you can do, especially with Diaz injured. And yeah. it seems like Zinchenko's not in favour as much this season. Fernandinho's not. Guardiola said himself on those audios, you know, Ake hasn't played much this season, mainly just because of who's ahead of him. Although I think he's been good when he has played. Um, Yeah, so I think he he, he does want to rotate and he he would maybe like to rotate more. But he also said, you know, they, they've got a small squad, so everyone has to make their contribution. because. I don't think it's going to be like last season where he can make loads of changes from one game to the next yeah. because I don't think he's going to want to take his eye off the ball and maybe he thinks, maybe he thinks, I don't know, but going by how they've been selected, maybe he thinks that Zinchenko and Fernandinho aren't great options to rotate. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love Fernandinho to come in and they played back-to-back games at Christmas, didn't they? And they so he won them both, Leicester yeah. and, and, and Brentford away. Um, and I, I, I've always said, Zinchenko is amazing and up, up until probably October time I was like you could play Zinchenko instead of Cancelo easily but Cancelo's been so good that he, he needs to play there but again it'll be interesting who's, who's going to play against Atletico with Carl Walker still banned will, will Cancelo go back to right back and will Zinchenko play left back or if Stones is fit will Ake play left back or I, I don't know will Stones play right back it's interesting but there's yeah, not a lot yeah. there's not a lot of um, I don't think the rotation will be as much as it was last season or yeah. in recent seasons
1: um, I just want to finish this week's show, Sam, uh, by playing the very final question and answer from the press conference because, uh, basically, at this point, you realise that if Guardiola was any more relaxed, you could pour him into a bowl. Um, this, is,
3: this is what happened. Yeah.
1: What
2: was the mood of your players when they came back into the dressing room after winning
3: today? Take a phone and look the phone Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they've done today, the generation of the football players. I see, enjoy five minutes, I talk about five minutes, but they take the phone and... okay. I desist. I, I give up. So, do whatever they want. Tomorrow we start. to come at it. As much as I focus before the game, during the game, the rest, I don't care.
1: There we are. Wheeled out on a, on a stretcher after that one. He was that horizontal.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's good that. Although Pep's always on his phone. Like <laughs> I, 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 see, I, He's getting messages. But like if, again, like I said, I was right at the side. He's always... Like looking on his phone until somebody asks a question, he's like, "Right, phone down." He's it, always got loads of messages to catch up on. Yeah. Presumably, he gets a million messages from people saying, "Oh, you know, congratulations or whatever." But yeah, um, but it, it is funny, isn't it? But it, it was interesting why I'd like to know the logic behind asking the question. And again, I'm not I'm not criticising, but I'd like to know. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the guy was just thinking that this will, this will be a good answer because perhaps in good, such good mood. You know, it's it's a, it's a good opportunity to get insight into the dressing room.
1: Yeah, it's not but, it's not very embargoed question. Well, you know.
2: No, yeah we were expect we were expecting it to be um you know for them to be dancing around or whatever like but like like i say there's no criticism of the question whatsoever it's just interesting that it was asked and I, and the and the answer was equally interesting in that that's just how they do it like that's how i chose to end my article like the people was supposedly on they go and they toy with Burnley for 90 minutes in complete control for like 88 minutes or whatever if maybe more and then they just go back into the dressing room and look at look at instagram and go around. Yeah. But what a life
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the day Sam that's the end of this week's episode of Why Always Us thanks as ever to Sam Lee
2: nice one thanks a lot and thanks everyone for listening
1: yeah don't forget you can sign up to The Athletic right now for £1 a month for six months just use the code MANCITYPOD
3: The Athletic